Hello, everybody. What's up, folks? This is uh, Tanya Leak. And James Gray Jag. T. Leak here, and we are for, here for a special episode, the Black Panther episode of No Stupid <laughs> Questions. All right, Black History Month, perfect timing for this show. So the question for today is, is Black Panther the best Black movie ever? No, no disrespect to Love Jones, uh, Boomerang, some of my other favorites. <laughs> but for the genre, I'm going to have to go with Jess. Okay, well, I'm going to have to be a, a little scientific about this. So I looked at IMBB, um, not giving them an endorsement or anything. <laughs> but they list, and I guess they took a survey, the best black movies ever. Number one, Boys in the Hood. Number two, do the right thing. Number three, coming to America. So let's just stop there for a moment. Does Black so Panther wait, wait, wait. Where, where was Black Panther on that list at all? Well, you know, Black Panther's too new, so. Oh, so they haven't um, actually added it. Right. Okay. Correct. So this was okay. updated through November 9th, 2015. So there's no missing. Okay. So are you asking me how I would line it up against those three? Yeah, how would you line it up against those three? Well, you know, you started with Boys in the Hood. And, and mm -hmm. I was, I, you know, I've, I've seen memes and I have, I was just watching The Daily Show and Roy Wood was talking about, we're just glad to not have people be poor, drug dealers, slaves, um, pimps or hoes, rappers, athletes all of the stereotypes it'd be nice to not have those so when you talk about one which is boys in the hood i mean that is for me the most stereotypical one of the most stereotypical movies so you know and, and you know again no disrespect to these movies but it, it does have that sort of very typical story that they're telling about getting out of the hood etc cetera, etc cetera. number two uh which was what was number two do the right thing. Do the right thing. Um, you know, Spike has his own style, which can be either love or hate for some people. Um, you know, as, as somebody who grew up in New York, I guess that was just kind of, okay, that's life. And, and yeah, there were some powerful um, uh, messages and themes in there. But for me, I actually thought some of the subplots, and we can talk about this in a moment, in Black Panther were they're just more timely. I mean, at that time, it's kind of hard to compare apples to oranges with with it today, because I think Black Panther is very relevant for today versus do the right thing. Um, and then the the third one, coming to America, I've always preferred trading places as far as Eddie Murphy is concerned. And I know wow. I have some friends who would disagree on that one. Wow. But uh, from, uh, so, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's, it rises to the top for me. What about you? Yeah, so, well, first I got to say something about trading places. That <laughs> doesn't qualify as a black movie. Uh, well, okay, you're right about that. But, uh, it was, it was a piece of, piece of, of, of art. So I, I did give you that. Um, let me go from the bottom to the top in my critique of those movies as compared to Black Panther. 
coming to America. You know, we are, we like to laugh. It was a good comedy. Um, but, you know, I, I can't put a movie with a lot of joking and clowning as a number one movie. I mean, it's entertaining and it stands the test of time. You can go back now and watch it and, you know, and get some laughs out of it. Do the Right Thing. Actually, I just saw Do the Right Thing again um, not too long ago. Uh, great movie. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as powerful as Black Panther. Mm. Um, but it was a great movie and it had some great, great lessons in it. Uh, you know, I think the lessons in Do the Right Thing were, um, they had lessons for uh, all, all different types of races. Um, but you're right, there was no, nothing in Do the Right Thing that made you as a black person proud. Um, at least it didn't make me proud. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it, it can't be the best black movie of all time. Boys in the Hood. Now, in 1991, you know, I felt like I was one of the boys from the hood, um, even though I was at Stanford. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you rationalize that. Um, but it's where you came like from, bro. It's not where you went. It's where you came yeah, from. It's not where you're from. It's not where you're from. It's where you're at. Okay. No, don't know. Not where you're at. It wasn't where you're exactly. <laughs> it's where you're from. So, um, you know, and I thought there were some messages in there that you could take from it, but you really had to dig for the messages to, to get something out of boys in the hood. Um, well, let me, let me, let, go ahead. Will you finish your, your. Can't, can't, can't be number one. Um, so from my standpoint, Black Panther, you know, I, th I think it may be the best black movie of all time. You know, it didn't, didn't denigrate us. It, it didn't show um, just, you know, it showed something positive. There was, there was, there was not an overall negative feel to that movie. But what were you about to say? Well, actually, I think you hit on it, is that there was a sense of pride. You know, um, I mean, I talked about some of the ways in which the, the, the stereotypes weren't um, repeated for this movie. And beyond that, they gave us so much to be proud of. And, and so I'm thinking about the movies that... Um, I got to tell you, when I watched the movie, I felt like there were so many moments that were for us. It's kind of it's kind of how I felt when I watched The Incredibles, the uh, the animated flick Incredibles. Okay. And there were certain sections. It wasn't for kids. It was for yeah. adults, you know. And I felt like there were certain sections. Ryan Coogler or the whomever the you know the actor was said. Mm, uh, we know who's going to get this. <laughs> and so for me, that is actually a very different thing to see. I don't know that the other movies were made to speak to Black people and had kind of this very, hey, listen, mm, you know, there's a certain population that will get this. I um, mean, it was funny. I was, I was, I heard that on Twitter, there were white people were asking, can they go to this movie? <laughs> and, and, and Roy Wood was saying, yes, you can. It's not a Black Panther meeting. It's the Black Panther <laughs> movie. <laughs> so I thought that was cute. 
so yeah, it's it's I, I I get that question because I think they you know I think that certain white people do kind of understand them. There may be some things in there that actually are are for black folks, and I don't know that I think any of those other movies. I feel like they were made for everybody, and I think that Black Panther, in whatever way I, I can't even put my finger on it, was was made for to appeal to black people. So you think Marvel went out their way? Um, and I don't know if Stan Lee wrote this. No. Okay. You cut, you, you said no. I mean, I don't think it was Marvel. Okay. Um, I think when you look at the director, um, what he's done and, you know, I mean, I, I don't know him personally, but I would say that just looking at his body of work, that he always injects um, his experience. And I think that's something that I don't, I, I don't, others have been maybe afraid to do. I don't, I don't know if it's fear or if it's just, you know, you want to do something that you hope is appealing. And I don't, I think he maybe let that go and said, hey, let's, this is what we're going to do. And it flies, it flies. If not. So the question is, how do you sell it? I mean, I think the problem in the past was when people tried to do that, Hollywood said, you know, this is this is not going to sell. So, I mean, it was a unique combination of being a Marvel character, mm-hmm. Marvel movie, uh, with this director who somehow sold that, either sold to Marvel that this is just another Marvel movie, and you know, pulled the wool over everyone's eyes and made it a black movie, or or he injected himself in such a way that it didn't get rejected by Marvel. So I mean, that's genius. We need to we need to go give him an award. <laughs> I agree. It's, it's I, absolutely I, genius. Well, and I and I heard that you know um, the the atmosphere on the set um, in the in the I guess um, overall environment. Uh, was just you know you had all of these great black actors and you had a critical mass right of black actors um which um and and what they were doing they really felt you know proud of and you know i mean i'm sure that the other movies they had that pride but you know there was probably some kind of oh well you know we are you know playing this and i I don't know And, and you know i mean do the right thing i would say there's probably you know it brought up a lot of stuff for people that, you know, they probably didn't want to deal with. So I just, I feel like, like you said, however they made it happen, they made it happen. And I think the actors, and I think the, the, the additional genius of the director was that he gave the actors, I think, license to, to do their version of this was my experience and, and share that with us. And, and again, you know, I mean, we've got to be real about it. Black Americans have a very unique experience um to share and i know not all of them were black americans but um you know i I think it's it's pretty um pretty universal in the diaspora if i'm if i can use a word one of my one of my good words um go ahead so i'm going down i have to go a little further down the list of best black can i can i say one thing though that i i have to say that I was talking to a few people about it because this is all I talk about now is how exciting that was. And I will say, you know, to this question of, oh, can you, you know, uh, can white people go to the movie? Um, And the answer is yes, of course. Um, But I'm going to need black people 
Yeah, your black card is at risk. Um, I I had originally said the first weekend, but one of my friends, um, who you know, said, oh, "Man, you know, schedules. People might not be able to get to see it till the next weekend." So, so um, yeah, I'm looking for all my friends who have, um, or at least the large proportion, and you have a good excuse if you haven't seen it <laughs> yet. From a, so you were saying, give him an award. Well, we should give him support. There you go. You should support him. Yes. So I was trying to look down the list of the, the best black films. Again, this is not my list. Um, but I'm trying to find another film that I felt was just uplifting to me anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I get down to number six on the list and I see Glory. Um, and I don't know how you felt about Glory, but I, I did, you know, I, I come from a family that fought in wars. I think I'm actually the first generation not to have fought in the war as far back as the American Indian Wars. Um, and I ain't scared to fight. I just ain't found the war that I wasn't fighting. <laughs> but so Glory for me was, um, I, I was inspired by that movie. And, you know, of course it was a Civil War setting. Um, so, you know, I'm always a little, I always come out of movies from Civil War setting a little mad and upset and maybe pissed off at the world. Um, so, so, you know, Black Panther didn't leave me with any of that. But I will say, Killmonger. Let's talk about Killmonger for a second. Wait, wait, wait. Before you leave that, are you okay. going to relate that to what you just said? Because I do have something on that specifically. We'll jump on in on Glory. Um, okay. So, Glory, um, the... Uh, the, um, oh gosh, the Tuskegee Airmen. Was that in the yeah. movies? I don't remember. Anyway, it yeah. was a movie. I don't remember if it was HBO or not, but um, Hidden Figures. Hidden I mean, those are, those are all uplifting historical movies. Again, for me, they, so this gets into what we said was going to be a part two. But for me, it is this imposed isolation slash segregation um and it, it's not it's not us in control it's us fighting to get control and in this particular case we're making the choices so that's what to me elevates this movie it's it, and i guess it's partly because it's fantasy right so it's taking us out of the reality and looking at what our fantasy could be and that in itself, just to see that on the big screen with the big budget and everything, that makes it so much different than those other things that may have been uplifting, but they were uplifting with that nuance that, I mean, when you look at history, you got to feel a little heaviness because you know that was a time that, you know, we haven't gone too far from and, you know, with this, anyway, I'm not going to go there, but yeah. So that's, that's my thing on my comparison to a glory or some of those others that I would agree are very uplifting, but they, the place they come from in being uplifting, um, is, a is a hard, hard place for me. Yeah. And it's interesting that, um, you know, and you, you, the list of uplifting movies that you talked about were based on history. Right. Um, rarely do we get a chance for one of our, um, fantasies, made-up stories to make the big screen like this. Uh, I, you know, I actually, I can't think of another another time where a black movie, quote-unquote, was, was positive. 
um, a, a made up story was possible. I, I know there must be. Uh, you have Luke Cage on, on Netflix. Um, shout out to Cheo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um. so, so it, it was epic. It was definitely epic. And, you know, one of the things you spoke about hidden figures. I love hidden figures because I'm raising two daughters. And, you know, I think it was just an excellent message for my two daughters to, to see that they don't always get that image. And, and, and you know, I think society still has messages that they are not supposed to do certain things. And so Hidden Figures was great because it, it broke that down. Um, but this movie, and the sister's name you have to help me with. Shuri, um, the sister, yeah. yeah. I mean, she, was just, she was just the bomb. I mean, she was clearly the smartest person in the world. <laughs> um, and, you know, she had a little attitude, she had a little flavor with her. Um, you know, what more could you ask for? And when my daughter saw that, you know, that's the character they came out talking about. Right. Wow, that's great. I'm, I'm, you didn't tell me they were talking about her. I love it. That's that's fantastic. Um, yeah, you know, um, uh, to your point of the, the positive female characters, um, for me, again, there, there are kind of these big themes. Positive, you know, women. Um, there's the, oh, black, you know, black lead character. But for me, it was, it was that and the, the, the nuanced stuff. I mean, as I, as I told you, I felt like there were parts that kind of spoke to um, the black experience, if you will. And I, I, what I noticed was that it was the first time I have seen that many dark-skinned characters um, in a movie uh, that was not about slavery or about, you know, Africans. Well, they and were. No. Well, agreed, <laughs> but um, but it was fictional. <laughs> so, I, but I will say, yeah, I mean, it was about slavery or slavery times, or you know what I mean. Um, so, uh, I I really just appreciated that, and I don't know who you know. This has been talked about in the past, but when you talk about makeup and costuming you know, and you talk about the influence that they, they drew from, you know, the, the African influence and really kind of brought it again into this, this sort of um, century and, um, and even beyond, because, you know, I think there's this, the idea that this is slightly sort of futuristic. Um, so, yeah, so those little things, when you talk about, you know, the skin tone, the hair, um, we've had, you know, if, if people want to check out our hair show, <laughs> you can take a look in the archives. But yes, um, I, I, I think that that really was uplifting. I mean, so those little pieces, being able to really see yourself, right? Because the movies we're talking about, Glory, I mean, those historical movies, some people can't relate to it today, right? Some of the other movies, if you don't live in California and go through the gang lifestyle, you might not relate to Boys in the Hood, right? I mean, my life in New York was very different. Um, coming to America, uh, 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 everybody put on a whole lot of cake makeup because there was a lot of light-skinned people in that movie, just to say. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, so it was it was a lot of those little things, but I agree with you the the smart black woman um, that and they were clearly all smart. I mean, Sherry was definitely the genius, um, right. but they were clearly all smart, all very um, 
you know, balanced characters. So yeah, so those little things were what really um, I, I noticed. And, you know, I have to say the first scene um, to, to kind of, you know, balance out Mr. Um, uh, you know, unstoppable Black Panther, he does have a weakness uh, that makes him freeze. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, a deer yeah. in headlights. <laughs> so um, so I love that. And then the look that I think it was Okoye, his general gave him, looked just like any look that my mother or my grandmother would give me if I told them some old crazy stuff. Right. And it was the, uh, excuse my language, N-word please, uh, <laughs> look so right that's i love those things <laughs> yeah Koye, i mean speaking of, of, of uh, nuances uh, i think my favorite part of the movie and this ties into our um black hair show too was when she was dressing up to go to the casino <laughs> and she did not like that wig she had on uh, uh, she was like, who in the world would wear something like this <laughs> I have to tell you, I, you know, there were, and I, I went to the theater with um, a group of uh, black alumni. And so it was a, you know, all black uh, attendance and I still was the loudest person in the theater. And I had a couple of people look back at me, especially on that part. <laughs> so I totally understand what you mean. Yes. So, so yeah, so, you know, going back to this question, the best black movie ever, I think it goes to what you you use as your uh, criteria for it. Um, you know, um, I, I have a friend who said, you know, and he's a he's actually a Marvel sort of head, and he said that he thinks it's the best Marvel movie ever. Um, now, I I um I don't know the Marvel universe, but for me, it's really hard to to pick out you know, other movies against this or to compare other movies against this in the Marvel universe, because for me, it's about the fact that this just had so much that I related to. Um, so I don't know what, what you, you think about that. But for me, that's what made it the best movie for me, which is hard to separate from the best black movie, because I think for me, it is important for me to see people like myself um, even though the situation is probably, I, I don't know when I'll make it to Wakanda, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. So I don't know that I will see that happening. Um, but to see people like myself and to see, to be able to relate to the characters and their personalities and their, you know, the characteristics that they demonstrate. Um, and then, I mean, yes, to get, to go to the bigger theme, this whole concept of Killmonger. And you were going to start, I think, down that path. So, so I think the themes that they talked about, really re were were very current for me um, as it related to not only the black experience, but larger, I'm going to just hint at it, the fact that you have a leader that was, you know, elected or um, brought into power according to the rules. So no rules were broken. However, when they get into power, they may not be the best choice for that particular position. Interesting. So let's talk about Killmonger, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm torn about him because he's supposed to be the villain. Uh, he was the, clearly the villain, um, but you know, there was something about him that I liked, um, and I understood. You know, I my my biggest issue with slavery 
the biggest misunderstanding about slavery was that it really was not possible except for black people enslaving other black people. And that's really family turning on family. They might not have been brothers and sisters or uncles and nephews, but they were related and they turned on each other or didn't go get their child or nephew or, and, and so, you know, it brought all of those things back. Um, and I could understand him being pissed off about that and wanting to go back and change some things. Um, so it was comp he's a complicated villain. And as I, as I looked at some of the reviews, um, that was intentional, is that he was going to be, he was sort of an anti-villain. He was a villain that you really kind of felt very torn about. Um, and, and they, you know, there were a lot of people complimenting that because typical Marvel villains are very one-dimensional. Right. And, you know, and, and I think, again, when I talk about how Black folks can relate, I think it goes back to what you said, is that we can see why he is the way he is. And so, and we can even root for what he's talking about, you know, his, his strategy, maybe we could disagree with, you know, um, but the, the, the ends that he's talking about are very, you know, justifiable ends. Um, the means, you know, I mean, circumstances. And I think we've all been, been, again, it's very relatable. We've all been in that, in those situations or seen those situations. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I, I understood him and actually I had somebody say to me, well, you know, he was a traitor. And I said, well, how was he a traitor? I mean, he followed the rules and, you know, he, he made it and yes, we didn't like the way he ruled um, and the way in which he was going about it. But, you know, they did agree that it, it's, a, it's a quandary and it was something that, you know, I think they introduced with T'Challa sort of questioning. And, and this all started, which I thought was also genius, this all started with something that was done wrong by his father, right? right? His father, you know, you can say whether or not he was right or wrong in killing um, his brother, but then to cover it up and hide it and not tell, you know, anyone. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then to leave this boy, leave this, yes, to leave the boy, which was just compounding everything. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was all very, very layered. And so as a result was much more um, interesting than I think the sort of flatter Marvel movies that I've seen. No doubt. Um, and, you know, I, I do consider myself a Marvel fan. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, being a, a boyhood fan of Spider-Man, I don't even really want to compare movies to Spider-Man um, movies, even though some of them were good, some of them were bad. <laughs> uh, but but this was this was different. Um, and I almost, I know it's a Marvel movie. I know it's part of the Marvel Universe. He was introduced in, in, in other, in maybe the Avengers. Um, but this did not feel like a Marvel movie for, for a lot of those reasons. They had uh, a whole, you know, mm. villain was, was very different than, than villains in other Marvel movies. Um, even the hero was very different than the hero in other Marvel movies. Mm. But the amazing thing about this movie is Black Panther, T'Challa, was gone for a significant part of the movie. Right. Yeah. And the movie still had life. It may have been better in parts when he was not there. Um, 
and, and no way in the world you felt that way in any other Marvel movie, uh, which I guess is a testament to the um, the storyline and the directing and, and, and the whole way that this movie was put together. So again, we, we need to give that brother an award. Um, I have to find him and, and uh, figure out a way to personally thank him for that. Well, he personally thanks people. I don't know if you saw, he had a letter that he wrote on social media just thanking people for what ultimately was a record-breaking weekend and, you know, the, the love that um, was poured out. And I actually saw an interview with Chadwick Boseman in um, the lead, and he broke down crying because, you know, he um, there were these two children that had cancer, and they said they were just trying to hold on until the movie came out. Wow. And, you know, that's that's saying a lot. So even the anticipation of having a movie like this um, is enough for a lot of a lot of people to to get excited. And, you know, you know, I think to, to live up to that hype also is, is actually pretty, pretty amazing. Speaking of which, I was thinking about that when you said that, especially talking about the Marvel Universe. Um, clearly, we want another one. What do you think about living up to? A, a, a sequel, which is always a challenge. Yeah, I don't want another one. I want to, <laughs> no? I want, I want to put this in a time capsule. Uh, and, uh, and, and not be subject to a fall off in a, in a number mm. two. Um, you know, some things are so great that you, you don't want a, a number two of them. Uh, so personally, right now, I don't, I don't want to see a number two. Okay. Oh, interesting. I'm, I, I understand that response, but I want them to give it a try. <laughs> well, and so the premise of number two that they set up was that, and mm -hmm. I don't want to get into this here, but that Wakanda was going to stop. Spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, we're going, to have, we're going to talk about Wakanda isolation at, at, at some point. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so maybe we don't want to go there now. <laughs> I just don't know how they pull off the number two. Yeah, it's, it's well, I think that how they pull off number two is can be also the, the subject of our, uh, this is going to be a two-parter because we actually came up with another question as it related to some of the deeper themes around isolationism um, and ultimately, I guess I'll, I'll coin a new phrase, self-segregation. <laughs> like um and um and 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 how you how you deal with that and how you come out of it and even if you come out of it and you're not happy can you can you return right. i think those are some interesting questions and if they explore that um that would be um yeah too deep huh that would be too deep it'd be too deep yeah. Well, let's 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 try to tackle it because I think it's an interesting question. Well, not too deep for us. Yeah. But too deep for the movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just let's just round this out with the other character that I really liked because um, we've talked about. I, I you know definitely love Black Panther, love Killmonger. Um, I guess I liked him because I kind of hated him too, right? Um, <laughs> loved Okoye and the Dora Milaje, my girls. I'm definitely, I, I now, I just want Halloween to come so I can dress up like Dora Milaje. Um, and, um, and of course, um, was it Nakia? 
Nikita. Um, right. Yes. So, uh, you know, Lupita, because she's just, she's just grand. Um, but uh, the man from the mountains. Okay. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Who, who challenged T'Challa. Yes. Um, didn't want to see the, the, the throne as easily as the rest of the people in the, in the community. Yeah. Um, and then he had to be called on for help. Yes. What did you think about that? Um, well, first, first, I have to say again, because, you know, the, there's the storyline and then there's the Tanya Black nuance stuff. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, the fact that he, when the white man started talking, the agent, and <laughs> the whole, <laughs> and then just like, uh, you need to shut up. You're precious like just precious just precious and it was so funny because you know of course in the movie i shouted out well i'm gonna use that in my next meeting somebody start talking some hay i'll be like hoo, 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 hoo. oh sorry <laughs> so, <love> <laughs> um so uh so yeah so i have to say the way the that whole scene where they came into his I guess castle, for lack of a better word, wherever his his uh, his throne was, and the way that he interacted with them when he said to them, "Are y'all finished?" When they were having squabbling amongst themselves, and just everything was—I mean, I could—I saw that conversation happening with me and my friends. You know, I saw I that that I related to that so much, and it was just like, yep, that's what I'd be thinking, that's what I would have said, that's what, so that, for me, just that resonance was, it was just amazing. Um, now, the fact that the, the so, again, it's, it's these complex themes tied to, tied into, and, and overlaid with these very, very real interactions, and so this concept that they had come to him and and you know he had followed the rules in his challenge been defeated someone else challenged and ultimately i mean unbeknownst to them it didn't succeed but you know had defeated um uh the 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 king i i that whole sort of conflict and how he was going to support them and how he basically said no i'm gonna you know i i'm following the rules and um i again i could relate to that and i could relate to maybe his quandary but also his feeling like hey y'all ain't had no love for us when um and basically that's what he said so again i related to the way in which he presented himself but then also his the thought process behind it so i that's what i'm saying i i loved him i loved him um I was kind of surprised that uh, T'Challa beat him. I got to say, it was, you know, he's a big guy and he kind of had him for a minute. But yeah, I guess that was part of creating some suspense early on in the movie. But yeah, so what did you think about him? So What's what his name again? Um, and I can't remember his name. But, M'Baku? Um, um, I don't remember. Let me, I'm going to look it up, but go ahead. What were you going to say? The thing I loved about that interchange was he was respecting the system, or at least he said he was going to respect the system. But when T'Challa said, "Will you take care of my mother?" He was like, "No problem. I got. I got. I got. I got." Mm, yeah. And so they were. I guess you won't say they were from the same tribe, but they were related tribes. And at the end of the day, he was like, "You know, I'm not going to let that happen to your mother." 
that respect that came out there was was what touched me. Um, he was mm. like, I'm not going to help you, but I'm not going to let nobody come at your mother. Um, and I just love that part. I mean, I think that, that that showed how, you know, we may not have the same last name. Uh, we may come from two different parts of the country, but we are part of a larger family. And we need to look out for each other from that standpoint. Uh, and, and that part of that just kind of, kind of, kind of made me um, feel good about that whole interchange. And I guess I knew he was coming in the end. <laughs> but um, I, I thought that was a, a pivotal part and a nice, a, a nice addition to the story. Yeah, I am. Um, I. For me, that's also related this whole concept of how the interactions actually were very relatable. You know, uh, Mbaku was his name, by the way. Um, Winston Duke, shout out um, to his his sort of scene stealing. Um, Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's, you know, that's where the some of the the things that we as black folks sort of experiences yeah there are some things that you know are are sacred ultimately and i think you know despite the fact that this person killmonger had become the king and um in a legitimate way ultimately um it was not it was not acceptable to you know to hold uh the sister and the mother hostage or whatever um so anyway so I, I I definitely thought that all of those things sort of added up to make the movie as as great as it was. In fact, I think I'd go so far as to say the best black movie ever. Maybe the best movie ever. <laughs> Maybe. For me, definitely. So uh, will you be seeing it again? You know, I, I, I saw it um, in X, XHD which was loud as I don't know what. Um, really? Uh, mm, I'm not familiar. Uh, some high definition where they turn the volume on 20. <laughs> supposed to be on 10. Uh, but I think I want to see it in 3D. So yes, I will be seeing it. Me too. Yes. Yes. I want to see black folks in 3D coming at me. Right. <laughs> Dark-skinned black folks coming at me. Um, so yes. it's And it's really interesting because most of the Black folks that I have talked to are planning to see it again. So gotta support the movie. Um, well, I think it's just it's just this euphoria, this excitement that we can see ourselves so clearly on screen. Um, and um, and yeah, we will we'll definitely talk about some of the deeper themes um, and how that relates to maybe some of the the, the conflicts that we experience. Um, uh on a in in today's um environment but yeah i i think i just want to see it and see some good fight scenes and um some ripped black men and some beautiful black women they i will admit they were beautiful like i said the makeup the costuming when uh, uh nakia came in to that party with that dress with the cutout i was like do it, sister. So yeah, I'm. I'm. It's, it's, it's a universal thing. I'm looking at the sisters and the guys. So, um, but everybody just, you know, made me feel really proud. So I think that's that's what makes it such a great movie for um, for us. 
So I have to ask, did we violate our rule? Is this a stupid question? <laughs> no, it's not a stupid question. Um, remember, there are no, no stupid <laughs> questions. <laughs> Thank you all. See you soon. All right. Take care.